if you've had issues with your pipes bursting or anything of that nature, um, please know that Gary Cavins and Cavins Emergency Response Group is here to help. 405-573-3048. And, and you need to get it taken care of because mold becomes a massive issue. Did you have any issues with the, the cold weather? We didn't get it too bad, at least with rain or any streets freezing in Goldsby or in Washington. There was a light dusting, I think, on what, like Sunday morning? But we hardly got anything weather-wise, at least with precipitation. It's just cold, and it sucks. We got a little bit uh, of snow here in Mm -hmm. Norman where we live, but uh, I still got out and about a little bit. Did what, like a a true red-blooded American, true red-blooded Oklahoman, got out, went to the grocery store yesterday, so... Oh, look at you. Was anything left? Uh, I didn't. I Yeah, the, the milk. Still plenty of milk and eggs. Okay. So we, we were doing right. pretty good at Crest yesterday. All right. Well, listen, we owe you the top five stories of the day, but did you say USC Brian had checked in? He's hanging. Hanging right. tight. Let's let's kick off the final hour with USC Brian up in the 918. What's going on, Brian? You know it's always good in the neighborhood, brother, but it's a little cold up this way. I'm sitting here at eight degrees with a negative uh, wind chill factor of uh, negative eight below. But, you know, hey, well, it's just another beautiful day in Oklahoma. Whatever, That's right. You know, wait 10 minutes and don't change, okay? But uh, I heard you saying that you were, had watched the game last night. That's well, it right. was two games. That's right. But the, the best game was the first game. That was – that was a massive, massive great game. Only because I didn't think uh, the Packers had it in them. I really didn't. I thought they would put up a good game, but I didn't think they had that in them. They put on a 100% all-beef patty, country-fied butt-whipping on the Cowboys. Worst, worst uh, loss that they had ever had. And, and gave up that many points ever in a playoff game. I mean, you know, they, they had it coming, though. They really did. Now, I, I know uh, Alabama Al doesn't like me to say this, Alabama. but uh, the way that they uh, got away with that uh, Detroit game, Karma had it in for them. They had it. They had it coming. And so they got it in spades last night but you know you keep saying you want Saban to go and be the coach I don't Saban's done remember I told you he talked to Jimmy Johnson and he told Jimmy he said if he was 10 years younger he'd, he'd, he'd go to the pros but he just wants to just let it go so I think he's happy being with his wife enjoying the retirement life and I think you'll be okay. Now I think, and I don't, and I don't think Belichick's going to him. I still think Belichick is looking at Philadelphia. I really do. And and the way things are going, Philadelphia will probably lose tonight. Although I keep looking at myself in the mirror and saying, "What am I saying?" As much of a Baker Mayfield hater as I am, why am I rooting for Tampa Bay? Oh my God! It, it must be the it, well, it, you know. I think hell did freeze over because it's cold outside. So you know, it, it, it would make sense. But oh my God! You're but, for Baker. 
No, I'm, I'm not, not. Sounds like I it to never, me, Josh. It sounds like no, USC Bryant's ready for Baker tonight. No, 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 okay, no, please. Right. Don't, don't, don't. Don't 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 make me be ill before the game. Ah, like just it. jump on board. You're gonna enjoy it. <laughs> oh no, no I won't, no I won't. But anyway, I really believe that uh, Brable is probably going to be his best choice at coach because Harbaugh's not going to the Cowboys. He does. Nobody wants to put up with Jerry's meddling. That's 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 what everybody keeps failing to realize. That's why he can't get a good coach because. Nobody is going to see Jerry Jones as being a general manager. That's his problem right now. That's why they haven't won anything in 30 years, and they're not going to win anything in another 30 if he doesn't leave it alone. Period. Thanks for the call, Brian. I would say any more in the NFL. It's hard to find an owner that doesn't meddle. M-E-D-D-L-E, M-E-D-D-E-L, not metal, metal. It doesn't get involved in your business. Uh, I mean, even to a certain extent, we saw, according to reports this weekend, part of the schism that was created, Josh, in New England was because of a disagreement over the quarterback. Bill Belichick wanted to trade back Jones. And he's Bill like, Belichick was right. He's like, he stinks. I don't want him around. And Robert Kraft... Wanted to keep him. He's like, what? no, I think he's our future. I what think he's the What was Robert Kraft thinking? What is he thinking? I mean, he did just mutually agree to part ways with Bill Belichick. Man. So even Kraft is meddling. So I think for Jerry, that's one thing that is always going to be an issue. But i got to be honest with you, Josh. I feel like it's an issue just about everywhere. It's fortunate when you can have the situation where you, you, you don't have any of that going on which look uh, I, I don't think there's much of that happening in Kansas City and guess what they've won a couple of Super Bowls recently yeah no exactly exactly all right well Cowboy fans how we doing 405-651-3439 are you ready to move on from Mike McCarthy I mean I I've seen everything from we should cut Dak and just draft a quarterback I don't care who it is just get someone new in here I'm not shocked that there's a significant portion of Cowboy fans that feel like it's time to go a different direction at quarterback. He, uh, I agree. He's put, he's put together some great seasons, and the statistical numbers look great, but at this point, it's hard not to say that in big games, he's just not that guy. Was there – one more question. Should there have been signs of this, that this was – what the Dallas Cowboys were, maybe, right? They went to Buffalo and got smoked. They lost to Miami. They should have lost at home to Detroit. Should have. I mean, you want to go back early in the season. They did lose to Arizona. But I kind of I kind of thought that this team was built a little different. Well, I kind of thought they had a little bit more moxie in them. Had it set up to where you've got multiple home games if you take care of business, Dak was playing uh, tremendous football for the most part. Mm-hmm. Defense had had done good things. No, there was no way to predict that it was going to go that bad. No. All right, let's hit the top five stories today. Here we go, and it's brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. 
Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. I, I guess you could say that the part of it that maybe you didn't see coming as much as Dallas imploding was the Packers being the team that did it to him, right? I mean, Jordan Love and Green Bay looked phenomenal. Phenomenal from start to finish. They did. All right, uh, we'll get more into that coming up in big story number three. But first, it's time for the top five stories of the day. Check out NewcastleCasino.com. Happy hour every single day. The Front Row Sports Bar and, as always, the OTB and great rewards at NewcastleCasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. 73 to 55. Back on the winning track, the OU women's basketball team dishes out 25 assists and roll over Texas Tech. Afterwards, Ginny Baranchek happy with the way that her team played in a, in a bounce-back game. Wait for it. Wait for to it. To be able to celebrate MLK Day uh, in our uniforms, obviously, and to be able to uh, have so many people here was fun, and so many kids that get to see these amazing women um, you know, from different backgrounds, whether it's geography, whether it's race, uh, it's it's pretty awesome because when you when you see it you can become it and so that's that's pretty cool so and I thought we started really well and I thought we did some really good things uh, Texas Tech is a great basketball team too and um, yeah just excited about this one now one of the things that you can't help but notice on the stat sheet is that number twenty five Oklahoma dished out twenty five assists in their win over Texas Tech. What led to that? What was the key to spreading the ball around so well? I think that's Oklahoma basketball. And I do feel like, you know, and then the coach and he was like, well, we still missed a few that we could have, you know, and you, and you kind of go that route. But uh, I feel like that is something that we do. We've struggled lately uh, finishing that. And I thought today we did a nice job of finishing better. Uh, we still left a little bit out there. And at the same time, uh, that's that's these women. That's what they do is they want to play together, and it comes out on a stat sheet in, an, in the assist column. Saturday, week off. I, I say week off. No midweek game for the Sooners. They travel down to Houston on Saturday, who's had a little bit of a rough go of it in the Big 12 since their shift from, I almost said Conference USA, the American Athletic Conference. And then, Josh, a week from Wednesday in Austin against Texas. Yeah, it'll be a big one. Uh, OU currently sitting 56th in the net ranking. So, you know, okay uh, positioning. They obviously need to improve it. The important thing for them right now is off to a nice little start in league play. The hiccup in Manhattan where you, you didn't really necessarily play all that great. But uh, by and large, the, the start in league play, they got to feel good about that. Two things that really caught my eye as someone who went with this team on their last two midweek trips to see Peyton Verholst and Lexi Keys shoot the ball the way they did, and then to see the volume of opportunities for Sahara Williams, I think is incredibly reassuring. Now, Verholst was just five of eleven and one for five from the free throw line, but coming off a two for twelve performance, I'll take it. And then Lexi Keys, who was just fantastic. Uh, the Oklahoma State transferred it, missed a shot, and missed a free throw, finished with 15 points, had five assists, grabbed two boards, stole, uh, racked up two steals. She was really good. So kudos to the OU women who start conference play undefeated, 
fall to Kansas State and then get a big win Saturday over Texas Tech. Uh, OU Women's Gymnastics, solid weekend. I mean, they're they're on the cusp of posting 198 in the second week of the season. A 197.875 average score, more than a half a tenth over the next school in the top 25. They are the number one team in the country after taking care of business this weekend. And how about the start from Mark Williams, the Sooners rolled over Air Force in the men's gymnastics opener, 413.6 to 382.750. All right, let's hit big story number four, shall we? Number four. Caden DeBoer it is, as the new head coach at Alabama, spent some time in hour two listening to some of his press conference. Josh, uh, overall takeaway, you like the hire for Bama? I like it. Uh, you know, I need to find out if I love it la- mm. later on. Uh, I Look, incredible history for DeBoer. What he did at Washington in a couple of seasons was pretty magical given where the program had been. So I don't know that there was a quote-unquote better college hire mm-hmm. out there. But uh, it's not Nick Saban, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, the, the bar that you're going to get held up to here is pretty dramatic. And then Jet Fish getting the job from Arizona to Washington makes a lot of sense. Uh, Chris Kleiman, we thought, could be a candidate. Some thought Lance Leipold was going to take said job. Um, but I I don't know. if I don't know if they offered it to Leipold and he said no or if Jet Fish was the guy. So Leipold had to go with the uh, let's keep grinding tweet or whatever it is now that everyone. Time to get ready for 2024. Regardless, uh, Jetfish moves on from Arizona to Washington. All right, big story number three. Number three. Man, we were all in on the playoffs this weekend. Didn't always have the the best games, right? But in the end, uh, I, we, we were left surprised. Left surprised by a couple things. It started, to me, with the overall domination from the Houston Texans over the Cleveland Browns in the very first game of the playoffs. Sounded like this. Flacco to throw. Flacco. It's picked off. Here we go to the left. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Christian Harris. That's the second one. Second pick six of the game. Welcome to Houston, Joe Flacco. (laughs) Uh, Color guy's a little more animated. Yeah, sorry. That was pretty loud. My bad. Um, I mean... They just beat the snot out of them. What's the old saying? The clock struck midnight on old Cinderella and Joe Flacco there? It it did, yeah. They uh, got off to a a good start offensively in the game and and then uh, did not sustain it. And C.J. Stroud, what uh, what else can we say about the kid other than he looks like he is the absolute real stinking deal? Agreed. It's been a a heck of a year. And I thank God I can just go another week with my teammates. Like, how close we are as a team. We're really, really close. Offense, defense, special teams, like we all men well together. And just have another week to go at it with my brothers, it's a blessing, you know. So um, I'm super excited for this team and, and the city of Houston, and I'm just blessed to be in the position I am. Then in – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Is he – are they good enough to shock Baltimore, to shock Kansas City, Buffalo, if uh, if that came to pass? Can they, can they win the AFC? I want to say no. Right, I, I still feel like that maybe they're a, a little bit of, of seasoning away. But their entire coaching staff has been there and done that, right? D'Amico Ryans has done it in San Francisco. You look up and down. 
He's got a lot of guys that came with him from San Francisco and been with him along the way. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a situation where they put a scare into Baltimore next week because you know he'll have something schemed up to make it tough. And they got some dudes. I mean, Will Anderson has ended up being a dude. Daryl Stingley Jr. has been a dude. But I still would expect them to lose next week if they get Baltimore. It's tough to imagine them beating Kansas City, Baltimore, and Buffalo, yeah. two of the three. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this super wild card weekend game. The Chiefs get the victory over the Miami Dolphins and advance in the AFC playoff bracket. Kansas City 26, Miami 7. Was there ever any doubt in your mind, Josh Elmer? Absolutely. I didn't feel good going into the game. Uh, I, I didn't, but uh, hats off. Defense played great. The uh, weather, it did look like Kansas City, not that they were made for it, but they looked more comfortable in it than Miami did. And offensively, again, I told you, I, I thought Mahomes, I thought it was one of the best games he's played in quite some time. Oh, you mean this Patrick Mahomes? They brought a lot of pressure. I wish I would have been able to make some of those throws. We had some guys kind of running free downfield. I missed a couple of them. But other than that, I thought the guys accepted the challenge. Um, we were able to throw the ball. We were able to run the ball against some of those pressures. I thought the O-line did a great job. I mean, we had that mentality all week is we're going to go out there and play football. Uh, we know it's cold, um, but we're going to go out there and play football and see what happens. Hmm. That's what happened. Then in the uh, two games yesterday, finally, a playoff win has come back to Detroit. One final time, Jared. One final time. Moves in behind center. Takes the snap. Takes the knee. This game is over. Oh, the Detroit Lions have won it. <laughs> Celebrate, boys. Celebrate. You're coming right back here next week to take on the winner of the Philadelphia-Tampa Bay game. You know, Detroit reminds me of when Cincinnati broke through a couple years ago. Remember when Cincinnati won that first playoff game over the Raiders? When Derek Carr threw short of the goal line to a wide open Darren Waller, uh, that Zach Taylor was running around, going to bars, took the game ball in there, and was was hanging out and celebrating yeah. with fans. That was a cool moment for Cincinnati. They've waited so long, man, thirty two years. I thought it was pretty cool for Detroit yesterday to see that reaction. I mean, every famous Detroit person was there. Both of them, Eminem and Kid Rock, they were yep. both there. And they had to fight for it late. It was, uh, hey, you know, dude, it got a little dicey. It got a few breaks, too. Sean McVay with a, I thought, rather boneheaded coaching decision to punt it away, right, when you only were down to one timeout. And I'm sorry, dude, that shot that Matt Stafford took, bro, that's roughing. The, I mean, that's, that's a personal foul. And there was a couple holds the they got away with. Yeah, yeah they, they got away with yeah. the big third down hold. I wish I had an excuse like that for you, Dallas Cowboy fan, today. Love up to the line of scrimmage, maybe changing the protection. Here's the snap. Jordan Love looks downfield, throws off the back foot to the end zone. Yes, 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 catch, yes. Touchdown! Don Tavian Wicks on the post, and the Packers lead it 20 to nothing. I kind of thought the crowd was awesome. In the Cowboys game, even after things started falling apart for Dallas, the Packer fans that were there went crazy. It was cool to see, man. It was cool to see. Yeah, if you're not a Cowboys fan. If was, you're not a Cowboys cool fan. Cowboys fans got to just hate the Packers, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. So, before Josh and I are going to talk about the games today coming up after the break. But as it stands right now, Green Bay and San Francisco will play next Saturday night on Fox. 
at 7 o'clock. The first game of the day on Saturday will be the Texans against either the Baltimore Ravens or the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Is that right? That's right. Okay. If uh, if Buffalo wins, it'll be Houston versus Baltimore. That's right. And uh, if Pittsburgh wins, it'll be Kansas City-Houston. Kansas City will likely play at Buffalo then on Sunday at 530 if indeed the Ravens win. And Detroit versus the Tampa Bay-Philadelphia winner is that early game on Sunday. I think that made sense. I was very confused by the schedule, Josh. Big story number two. Number two. Oklahoma Falls at Kansas uh, in what was a a valiantly fought game in the first half. Uh, Porter Moser afterwards talked about what went wrong in the second half after the uh, solid start. Let, let, me, let me ride this roller coaster. Tough start out of the blocks. Better first half, but then a challenge in the second half. You no, know, I thought we, we came out. We were, we were ready to play, but they, they, they got us right in the mouth right to start. We called timeout. I thought the last 15 minutes, I thought we, we played really well to get it back to one. Um, you know, we didn't guard well enough in the second half. And, and um, you know, it, we put a, it put a lot of pressure on our offense when you don't guard that way. And uh, they do that to you. Um, you got to give them credit. Um, two turnovers, that, that's, that's really good efficiency. I don't care anything. We, we've been better than that. We didn't, we didn't make them have any stress as much as we need to where we have. Um, and you got to give them credit. There's a, there was a lot of thinking going on. What are you doing with Hunter? What are you doing with KJ? And then you got um, the one. I think they're, those, they're big four showed up and showed big. Those, 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 they're, they're big four right there really, really put pressure on us. McCuller, uh, super efficient, 21 points, 12 shots, drew fouls. Um, KJ really in the first half had all his 15 in the first half. Uh, Dwan eight assists, no turnovers. They get you in the pick and roll. They get you in a post up. Um, they rebound their misses. Um, those, those four really, really. Um, it, it almost made you think so much that we, that we didn't. We weren't as aggressive as we needed to be in the second half. There you go. A Sooners fall to Kansas, but I'm I'm not I'm not, I'm not like freaking out over it. I thought they played well. It's a good Kansas team. Lose by 12, 78-66, outscored by 11 in the second half. And now we'll see if OU can bounce back on Wednesday night against a suddenly upstart West Virginia team. Yeah, it's a must win. Yeah, and then the showdown with Cincinnati on Saturday at noon up in Cincinnati. Gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. All right. uh, Zach Alley is official. Let's go through what the uh, new titles look like and talk a little bit about any kind of hanging chads and loose ends from the transfer portal conversations from over the weekend. There's your top five stories today brought to you by Newcastle Casino right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Final hour. It's the Plank Show right here. Home of Suda fans, Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. Hour number three presented by Moppin Roofing. That's Moppin Roofing and Construction. They got you covered, Oklahoma. Give Bob Moppin and his team a call, 405-703-3843. Moppin Roofing, a full-service company, family-owned and operated with over 35 years of experience. Mm. I, I, I did say that I wanted to get the text line here, and we do. But I guess we do have to pay off big story number one, right? The addition yeah, that's of Zach fair. Alley. <laughs> it happened. 
Do, do we need to revisit all the conversations we had last, what, Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday when we thought this was going to happen and then inevitably it happened? Uh, sure, why not? Cliff Notes version here. Uh, basically, he's the whiz kid. That's right. right. And uh, let's see if that's going to translate from Jacksonville State to Oklahoma. I have no reason to believe why it wouldn't. I, I don't get caught up in the uh, FCS to FBS or a group of five to power five. I think that, generally speaking, Brent Venables has a pretty good read on who, who can handle this type of uh, situation. And obviously, Ali has uh, earned the respect of basically everybody everywhere he's been. But he is young. That's exciting. And uh, hopefully he'll just not need to grow into the role. Hopefully he's ready for this thing straight away. Everything, everything, Josh, and I mean everything that I've heard, has been incredibly positive. Now, you might say, Plank, you're a homer. You're never going to have any problem with any hire. Fair. But if someone says the dude's a turd, I'm probably not going to sit here and gush on him to the degree that you're like, I thought Plank said this guy was a good guy. He kind of sucks. I don't want that to be the case. And everything I hear is he's great, and he'll fit in perfectly. Young, energetic, and enthusiastic. But it got me thinking, Josh Helmer, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think you could follow the Zach Alley path to success? And by that I mean... He didn't play football in college. Immediately after high school, when he went to Clemson, he just started working in the football office. By that being a, I mean, a sponge for everything, everything that was going on with Dabo and specifically with Bryn Venables. Do you think that you could have, what was the total number of years that he was actually at Clemson? Uh, so this would also include your undergrad, right? So four years as an undergrad, right? 11 to 14, and then 15 to 18 as a graduate assistant. That's basically you're majoring in being a football coach. Do you think, do you think that you would have been able to put yourself in a position to where you could get either a defensive or offensive coordinator's job? Do I think that uh, I personally could? Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think under the right it's, circumstances, why not? But, right. Uh, yeah, I, I again, that that to me is similar. Of okay, group of five to power five, it's not maybe the traditional path, but it doesn't freak me out. Somebody that didn't play football and all of a sudden is embarking right. on a coaching career that's very successful and is embarking on said coaching career and has this type of position, this opportunity, mm -hmm. this quickly. I think that it's it's happened for a reason, right? The yep. football minds that he's been around have recognized, okay, here's somebody that, again, as if you want to say Ph.D. in football, okay, here's somebody that has that. So, again, I don't think uh, it's something to freak out about. I think it's something that uh, clearly you've – you hope, right? Yeah. You've just kind of yeah. found somebody that uh, is ahead of his years, so to speak. While he was in college, did not play, became a student assistant from his freshman year, worked the entire time, graduated, immediately become a graduate assistant, wins a couple national titles. 
I mean, my man, you're right, got a Ph.D., not just in football, Josh, but in the way Brent Venables wants his defense run. I don't know what the long list looks like of incredibly successful coaches that didn't play, but the first name that comes to mind is an offensive mind in Mike Leach. Yep, right. So it can can be done, and it can be done at an incredibly successful level. All right, so that's paying off the Zach Alley hiring. It's official now. We'll learn about, for those of you that care on the financials of it, probably sooner rather than later. What would you say, football scoop and theorized around 1.3 a year? Yeah, they uh, okay. low one million range. Okay. You'd have to think uh, what Seth Luttrell. Let's see, what did he get again? One point one million three year contract, annual fifty thousand dollar raises. Mm. I don't think he's making more than Seth Luttrell. No. But I also don't think. Uh, to me, I look at it and I have a hard time thinking that you know you'll you'll make less than anybody else on the defensive side of the football. So. What, uh, Jay Valai's getting 750000 Is that the most on the defensive side? Yeah, I think so. So somewhere north of that. Him or Todd Bates, right? Todd Bates is getting 700000 with yeah, the Rays. Okay. So. Yeah, okay. Then, then, yeah, he's the most highest-paid guy there. All right, quick break. Now, your texts are next. Sorry, Josh. I keep forgetting to pay off these big stories, right? And there we go. There's your top five stories of the day. Zach Alley is your defensive coordinator. Uh, finally, 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 final. And we'll get your text on it next right here on the home of Sooner fans. Cruising along through a Monday right here. Hope you're having a good day out there, Ref Army. It's the Plank Show, home of Sooner fans, hour number three, presented by Moppin Roofing and Construction. Give Bob Moppin and his team a call, 405-703-3843, where they got you covered Oklahoma. To the phone lines we go. The Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. Number to call for you as well. True Sooner has done so. Good morning, True. What's going on, man? Well, you tell us. Good morning. Uh, not a whole lot, I suppose, well, but how are you? Well, Plank was asking about, you know, about Zach Alley and, and do you, you know, does he think that, you know, you could go be that? Would you, That's right. Could you have come up through the ranks like that? And, you know, the thing about it is, guys, I mean, if you have the passion to do that, I, I think the big thing is, is anybody going to take you seriously if you if you haven't played college football? But if but if you've got the passion, you know, my, my wife is above, like, ten nurses right now as far as her job. She's over, like, ten nurses. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't, stand the, she couldn't stand the sight of blood 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So, mm. I, I mean, I, I think you can learn. I mean, if you have the passion to do that, I think that's one thing one thing you can learn to do. And I think that it, to me, that's the biggest thing is somebody giving, you know, Venables or, or, uh, um, uh, Dabo, who, whoever, mm-hmm. Dabo, whoever, somebody has to give you that opportunity. And it's, it's about being in the right place at the right time. I mean, how, how many times have you guys been in the right place at the right time? And you thought, I know I have, you thought, man, if I'd have just been a day later or something, I wouldn't have got this job and I wouldn't be here today. I mean, isn't it about being in the right, being around the right people? Meeting the right people, right place at the right time, and then you, you got to work hard, right? Action. Generally speaking, yep. you, you have to do, you got to do well and work hard with what you're given. And by all accounts, Plank, that's what Zach Alley has done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he must have had something about him, though. Oh. You know, when he came in and said, when, when he came in and said, "Hey, I want to," 
you know, I'm going to go get your coffee in the morning for you, coach, and do this stuff. He must have really, he must have really done something when he got into the office to where those guys were blown away, right? Because you just don't elevate. And for them to take him seriously, they must have, he must have really done something special. I appreciate it, True. Have a great day. Hey, man. It's, listen, it's a unique path. I mean, it really truly is. The guy decided, or, and I'm assuming here, right, straight out of, of high school, I'm not going to play Division I football. I want to be a coach. And while taking my college courses, I'm going to major in doing whatever it takes to be around this football program. And my question is, of the millions and millions of listeners to this program, how many of you think that you would be able to work your way in 13, well, less than that, right? Well, no, no, 13 to a power five. Do you think you'd be able to work your way if you started as a freshman in college to potentially being a power five defensive coordinator in the span of like, what, 12, 13 years? I got to retract my, my previous remark. There's no way I was doing it, but <laughs> I just, I wasn't professional Don't make enough. Me laugh. I can't, I can't cough, Josh. I wasn't professional enough at a, at a young age, but generally speaking, if you worked at it, Right from from that age and went in with the, you know that's for a lot of people you get to college and you have an idea maybe right of what you mm-hmm. want to do professionally or in the future, but you're not totally convinced. Now it sounds like for Zach Alley, he arrived and and, and knew from day one, and that gives you a big time leg up when you're that dedicated and you have the understanding that you have to work day after day after day and be professional and you know what you want. Now you've got a leg up over, you know, the other 95 percentile that's kind of figuring things out as they go. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mike, right. Mike in Tulsa, by the way, hanging on too. Oh, well, let's get Mike in here before we, uh, we put a wrap on this segment and get to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line and our Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts. Uh, Mike, what's going on? Hey, guys. First of all, I just want to tell you, I love your show. Um, it's awesome. Exclusive uh, rough fan. Yes. So you guys do a, a great job. But, Thank you, Mike. Hey, I just wanted to, you bet, I just wanted to, I, I text you guys, and I figured I'd just call you if I got in to talk to you about this weekend fog. Um, my son got two tickets. I was going to take his fiance, so I threatened his life, and he decided <laughs> to take me. Good so job, I told him it was, a bucket, it was a bucket list for me. But first off, what a hell of an experience it was. I, I'm just still floored by how incredible that place is. Allen Fieldhouse. It, it is unreal. There's something spe- You can understand when you go in there why the officiating gets a little one-sided. A hundred percent. But I, it just everything about it, uh, I mean, as silly as the uh, concessions, I went out at halftime just to see what that was all about. Um you know, there were some lines, but, it, man, it seemed like everyone got back in their seats by about a minute into the game. And I just – I was like, this is insanity, how packed and how how crowded and how loud it was. Most The loudest basketball game I've ever been to, maybe with the exception of the uh, uh, Billy Tubbs back-to-back Missouri-Kansas games I was at when I was a student because I'm an old guy. But, uh, it, anyways, I, I just – that whole experience was awesome, getting out, traffic, everything. Um, and then I got depressed on the way home because uh, I was at the Iowa State game um, uh, the Saturday before in Norman, and just man, we, we have got to do something, guys. It, it, and and I I was a firm believer in doing something off campus. Mm-hmm. Now I want to do something on campus. I mean, just knock one of those buildings down and let's build on campus near Campus Corner 
and make it make it an environment seven to eight thousand. What do you guys think? If you can't, and Mike, I'm glad you got to experience it. Great for pulling the uh, Trump card on the sun. That's not a political (laughs) thing. Uh, But just saying, hey, listen, I'm dad. It's a bucket list. Let's go. And that's cool that his wife was uh, cool with it as well. I think the coolest thing that can be done if, right, if the University North Park project stumbles, which I I don't think it will. I think it's going to work. But I would just say, all right, let's. Let's Gallagher Iba, if you will, McCaslin Fieldhouse. Would be so fun. Right? Let's just by that I mean let's let's build it back up. Now, parking won't be as fun over there. No. But it's right by the st- football stadium. We don't seem to have problem parking with that sometimes. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I, I just hope oh. they whether they do it at it across town or McCaslin, I, I just like I said, I'm still on a high after that game. I mean, win or lose, I, awesome, I just right? want to go experience it. So um, but anyways, hey, Thanks, I love Mike. your show again. Keep it up. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Too, Appreciate it. What do you think, Josh? Uh, I, I don't think that the on-campus thing is going to happen. I wouldn't be no, against it. I think we uh, have kind of long long said that we just want something mm-hmm. substantial to happen for Oklahoma men's and women's basketball. It's what? The LNC was built in the 70s. I mean, it's long overdue for something different to happen. Teams, uh, programs have had multiple new arenas built in that time. Oklahoma's had none. So it's time for the brand-new state-of-the-art spanking new arena. And uh, anyways, you know, it's uh, it's great to hear somebody that went to, to go experience that. Sad to see the trips to Lawrence come to a close, but that's the price you pay, right, for the, uh, the, the big and bad SEC. And, and I do think – Mike in Tulsa sounds like a guy that's traveled and gone to some places. It is hard to do what Kansas does. I mean, that's one of the most special college basketball environments on the planet. It it, it supersedes basketball. I mean, it's one of the best sports venues in the world. Oh, I agree. I agree. But I would also say there's not – they've done a great job around it, right, with the Hall of Fame and the amenities and things of that nature. But at its core – it's just like a barn where they're playing basketball. Right. It just happens to be loud and crazy, you know? All right, quick break. We'll put a wrap with your text as our Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. So Primrose Funeral Services brings you our final thoughts, 405-321-6000. And real quick, before we give a full rundown of the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line, did you see the Wagner's... Breaking news, Ross Bjork leaving A&M for Ohio State. Wagner's heating, air conditioning, electrical, and plumbing. We sell the best and service the rest. Leaving to go to Ohio Hmm. State, huh? Huh. Seems odd. Climbing up the ladder. Yeah. Dude falls forward more than anyone. So, Primrose, final thoughts are yours. Here's a handful of good takes from the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Chapstick pushed back somewhat. On my Saban of the Cowboys talk, he writes, as a retiree myself, Saban won't know if he's happy with it for a few years. It takes time to go from six to seven days a week, 12-plus hour days, to having your entire day off. It takes a little getting used to. I say I would have no problem with it, like now, but I know when, hopefully and if, I retire, that there'll probably be a point where I'm like, there's nothing to do today. Feel like I have something to do, right? The 580. 
The Chiefs let Veach do his job, something Jerry Jones needs to do. Not a Cowboy fan, but I think they need to move on from Dak. He reminds me of Alex Smith when he was in KC. And, and, and he's he's a little bit better than Alex Smith. Yeah, I think and, so, too. And, and Smith did a lot of great things for Kansas yeah. City. He turned him into a winner. Uh, and, and in a lot of ways, Dak has done that for Dallas. But he he's a little bit better than Alex Smith. And yet, the, the general point, which is not getting it done, not taking you over the top in the playoffs, That's right. uh, is fair. And then finally, Douglas Miles, our buddy with the text of the day. Franchise quarterbacks are so hard to come by in the NFL. If you cut loose a capable quarterback like Prescott for playoff failures, you might spend a decade trying to replace his regular season production. Heck, it could be argued that the Dolphins are still trying to replace Dan Marino. Well, and yet you might think that Prescott's not the guy to take you there. Jerry Jones doesn't strike me as someone that's ready to start over and try and go through a three-year window of developing, right? And so that's why I think they'll stick with Prescott. Yeah, agreed. Hey, thanks for sticking with us today. Steelman and Thune at noon are coming up next for Josh on Plank. This is the home of Sooner fans. Stay warm on a Monday, guys.